Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm Justin Carlucci here with Chris Kirkwood. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, doing all right. Uh, still sweating these uh, basketball games, Clippers game, closing out the slate here. But uh, yeah, doing well. How about you? Good, man. Good, good. Came back uh, from a little vacation. Decided to make my own little live final at the beach. Didn't end up as I as I exactly wanted to, but hey, man, you live and you learn. Congrats to uh, to all the winners. I know we had a couple RG reps that play really well, throw some good lineups together. So we still got a ton of ball left, ton of good GPPs on DK and FanDuel throughout the rest of the playoffs, and of course Yahoo. So we're here to break down uh, the playoffs. Nice four game slate here on Thursday, and it's kicking off at one o'clock with Miami and Indiana. We saw this was it was a really good game, you know, great basketball game the other day in game one. Unfortunately, you know, Victor Oladipo went down early, and the Pacers were forced to adapt and throw some other guys in there. And he is questionable for Thursday, I believe, as of you know eleven thirty Eastern on Wednesday night. Uh, what's your thought on that, Chris? And have you heard anything else on Depot? Man, my thought is that Oladipo is just soft. Uh, he got poked in the eye. Um, he did get it checked out, but this is the playoffs. He was playing terribly anyway, but, like, I just watched Derek Cor- uh, D.C. Cormier in the fight get poked in the eye and then battled through five rounds in a in a fight, and Oladipo went right to the – he shot his free throws and went to the locker room and then just never came back. Um, and then uh, they're saying that he's uh, day-to-day now here. But, man, he struggled so bad. You know, I played him. Um, he was kind of like – I was, like, just really reaching. I really hated him as a play, and I haven't seen anything that made me really want to play him yet. But I was hoping that, you know, he would turn it on for the first game in the playoffs and uh, would be kind of their go-to guy with uh, Jimmy Butler all over T.J. Warren. And uh, it's just it's just brutal. He just He's just – I mean, he, he had to come back from such an awful injury. It's tough, you know, and all of that. But he just he's just not quick. He's just not the same. Yeah, no. But right. uh, maybe I – so I don't see the fight in him to come back and play. Maybe he does. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, and, and if he doesn't, know, I mean, it opens up the sure. door for – you would think Aaron Holiday, but he only saw 16 minutes in the game on Tuesday. So – where exactly did those minutes go? Yeah, you had a couple other guys getting some pretty significant run. It was Sumner. Edmund Sumner got 27 minutes and a huge playoff game. I guess they just like his wing capabilities, you know, more of a wing than Holiday. And Justin Holiday, uh, 32 minutes. He was actually perfect from the floor and three for three from downtown. The Pacers clawed, clawed without him, but just didn't have enough, man, you know, just didn't have enough without Old Depot. Well, uh, Aaron Holiday was in foul trouble and really was playing poorly, and so that that led to the low minute situation. I expect he'll have an opportunity again, as long uh, or at least if he uh, comes out and plays a little bit better to begin with. Um, but we'll have to see. Yeah, for sure. So we will see. We need a Victor Oladipo update. It's integral to to this slate and seeing what happens there. You know, obviously, we know you know. Guys like Brogdon get a nice bump without him. Brogdon played 39 minutes. Got to love the playoffs, though, because you know these rotations are, are smaller and the guys are you know that are maybe getting babied in the regular season, load management, are seeing more run. You know, get 39 from Brogdon, 38 from TJ Warren. 
on this Pacer side of the ball. Let, let's say Oladipo plays, all right? Uh, let, let's just hope out of good faith that Oladipo can man up and get in there. Uh, do you like anybody on this side of the ball in this game? Let's see here. Um, I mean, I, I love Brogdon. Um, it's, uh, it's obvious it's a two-man team right now, especially with this matchup. It's TJ Warren and it's, it's Brogdon. Brogdon is the guy doing everything, and he has to do everything. He's attacking the rim. Um, he had a 30% usage, um, wasn't, didn't really light it up from, uh, from, uh, with, with the shot, but, uh, was really good attacking the rim and uh, getting to the line. So, um, he is the offense at this moment, you know, Miles Turner is kind of, is going to be out there and is an integral part of it, but it's just such a tough matchup with him, um, in this series. And then, uh, TJ Warren, it's a tough matchup, but he, it's really, there's no one else to score. So, I look at the pricing and, it, and it's, it's tough because uh, it's tough to play an $8,100 TJ Warren, but I think it's, it's fine to be honest with you, but Malcolm Brogdon is the clear number one play for me. Um, and those really are the only, the only other, the, the real guys that I have interest in, um, I guess from like a salary standpoint, I'd give Aaron holiday another crack and hope, you know, that he, comes out of it. I mean, in the playoffs on these slates, it's all about bounce backs and, you know, everybody, we're all playing the same games over and over again. And so people are going to just plug in. Oh, he did great. He did great. You know, I'm going to take him, take him again, you know, just like Donovan Mitchell today or, um, you know, after his huge game, but it, really it's, it's just all about the bounce back. Now, a lot of the field is sharp, like Royce O'Neal had an incredible game today, but he was like an incredible play in the first game and he just busted yeah but he got the minutes the opportunity was there everything was still the same he just performed better this time and smashed and Aaron Holiday has that same opportunity now if he stinks again he's gonna have a short leash probably and you know then maybe you look to like Justin Holiday, who's gonna have every bit of opportunity or you go back to a guy like Edmund Sumner who actually did step up and uh played 27 minutes like you said but um, but those guys are rough, man. So I, I, I'd go right back to Aaron Holiday and give him a shot. Yeah, good point on the bounce backs. And, and you know, people have recency bias and short-term memory. And, you know, a guy like Jamal Murray had a ceiling game on Monday, came back today, you know, 14-3-4. And, and, and what was a blowout, uh, kind of a surprising blowout uh, for me. You know, kudos to Utah for, for really hammering the nuggets here. Donovan Mitchell had did 30-8, and 8, 10 for 14 from the floor. And, in 33 minutes, that's a pretty that's like a super efficient game for Donovan Mitchell. Um, but you know, it was Jordan Clarkson chalk day, and you know he took 18 shots. He took four shots within like the first three minutes, so he kind of did his thing. And uh, yeah, so you know, just it's like you said, it's the same matchups over and over, and um, you got to look for the bounce backs and kind of the regressions. But yeah, in, in this game, a lot of interesting pieces. I like Brogdon a lot too. If Depot does play, I'm, I'm just I was looking on both sides. So 5600 on Fanduel, you know, as long as he's not limited. But that is integral news, and you know, we're that's the first game of the slate. We should get some news on that. Looking on their side of the ball, on Miami, I, I love Bam again in this matchup. He was pretty underappreciated and underowned in the first slate. 7500, I believe he is on DK, up to 8K. On um, FanDuel, for me, Bam is my favorite play on the Miami on the Miami side of the ball. Miles you know, Miles Turner, you can target centers against him. He's one of those guys that's labeled a really good defender, but 
know, he racks up some blocks, gets those off help defense and things like that. So I do like, you know, centers against Indy and uh, they played through Bam quite a bit. So I'll start with Bam and uh, I'm going to look to get some, some pretty heavy Bam exposure on this four gamer. Um, yeah, Bam uh, was a big play for me the other day. I'll go right back to him. Um, looking at this, this, this pricing, you know, it, it didn't really, um, didn't really go up much. He just went up 100 on DraftKings. So it's been about getting him into, into shape, you know, he, with COVID and everything in, uh, he wasn't quite there from a minute standpoint. And so, or like physical, he wasn't feeling physically well, but he, all uh, signs point to him being really good. Now um, he looked awesome in that game. He was defending really, really strongly. Um, he just, he, like you said, it's a good matchup. Um, he left a lot on the table too, but like there's even more upside. So I'll go definitely go right back to him. I think it's pretty easy actually. It's Jimmy Butler and Bam are just, again, really strong plays. Drogic has now been priced up a little bit, but man, he played really well. Um, looked like he was going to dud, but had a really super strong second half. But, you know, he's they're just better with him uh, on the floor. Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn, uh, DNP, uh, did not play coach decision. Um, he is out of the rotation now. Um, and that has uh, sprung Tyler Hero uh, up there, who we were talking about before show. It just he's earned it, man. He's really good. Uh, he's got a great jumper, sweet jumper. He's got all the confidence in the world. He can attack the hoop. He's a scorer. That's what we want. So um, I think all of these guys can be played. Jake Crowder is questionable um, with his knee. Now he he struggled in the last game. I. He's somebody I was on the other day, and he started off strong. The opportunity's there again for him again. That he's a bounce back candidate if he's good to go. But the knee does scare me a little bit because um, uh, it clearly was bothering him in the in the last game. But maybe just uh, another day of rest should do him well. That's about it. Um, I mean, Duncan Duncan Robinson obviously could get hot. So for you know GPPs, you can throw roll him out there, but. Um, I think Tyler Hero is kind of a sneaky play. I think he's going to, you know, after seeing such nice minutes in this last game, um, you know, he saw 33 minutes. And uh, I think his confidence is going to be sky high. And this is a matchup that he can he can certainly ex- do well in. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Hero. He hit five times value, and he only shot one for five from threes. I hit a couple shots. You know, we talked, this kid has – the confidence level is, is on 100, and it's been since he stepped into the league, saw 34 minutes, and he's deserved it. So I, I like Hero. I, if he sees 34 minutes, I think he has a decent floor at 5,200 on DK. And, yeah, keep an eye on Jay Crowder. Good point there, too. And Drogic, man, I, you know, scroll through his log. I don't know the last time that Drogic has seen 30, what was it, like 34 minutes. They really cut him loose. You know, for a guy like him, that's cutting him loose. <laughs> you know, he's a guy who's – they've managed his minutes all season, and – Shot the ball 19 times, and he didn't really have a good first half. Second half of that game, he lit it up. Yeah, but he's just been playing great basketball inside the bubble. He's uh, limited minutes, of course. I think it's like a 70 or maybe 80-minute sample size off the top of my head. But, yeah, he's averaging well over 1.3 DK points per minute. Dragic, 5,900, rightfully so, with the level of basketball he's been playing. Just a reminder, get over to DraftKings, download that DK app in the App Store, promo code GRIND, G-R-I-N-D. The season's winding down, but there is a ton of tournaments. Big GPP loaded prize pools, 
NBA, of course, is in full swing. Major League Baseball, MMA every weekend, PGA. Check it out. Get over there on DraftKings, promo code G-R-I-N-D, and Roto Grinders is here to help you along the way. OKC and Houston, Kirkwood. You know, James Harden um, didn't get that 80 ceiling game people maybe were expecting, but he had a really efficient game. And the guy scored 37 real points, you know? It's like, you know, the guy drops 37 and 11, and everybody's like, oh, you know, come on. But, man, hell of a game for Harden, and they kind of – you know, took it to OKC right from the get-go. Yeah. Um, the the big story to me in this game, I mean, Harden, he was essentially a bust, but, uh, you know, still a bust for James Harden is still – he has such a high floor that, you know, it doesn't quite kill you. Um, but uh, the, the storyline for me was Eric Gordon looked awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And I was on kind of like a wait-and-see approach with him, even though he had all the opportunity. But he played 30 minutes, 32% usage – um, 21 real points, um, did, you know, was active, uh, got some assists, some boards, um, and he just looked really good. He attacked this defense and got to the rim, and, you know, this is something – and he was hitting jumpers, and this is something we never saw of him all season. So I think he's healthy, and that's a really good sign. So um, that was really nice to see. But obviously Harden is – you know, in my opinion, probably the, the, is the is the top stud again, uh, as long as Westbrook's out. Now, Westbrook is being – we got some kind of news saying that they don't have a timetable yet, exactly when he's going to be back. But he keeps, like, tweeting, like, pictures, making making it look like – or on his Instagram, uh, making it look like that he was going to play the other day. And then we got the report that um, – there was some sort of report that made it look like he might play um the other day so I don't like something funny's going on and like I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden he's like ready to play one of these days but uh I'm just gonna assume that he's out and as long as he's out we just keep going keep rolling James Harden now uh Robert Covington um I loved him the other day and he busted but he's my bounce back candidate we got a price drop $500 price drop he should have every opportunity to, to clean up the boards you you know OKC is everybody's darling pick in this series who, you know, obviously they didn't look good in that first game, but we should have a more competitive game in the second game. Chris Paul played well, but he was it for, uh, for OKC. But uh, Rocco is the guy that I'll do. I'll go for right back in the bounce back. No bounce back. Nobody played him. No one's going to play him again. Um, I like Eric Gordon. Like I said, Jeff Green price increase but he's earned it man he's it's clear that he is a part of this team he's a veteran presence he knows he's got good chemistry with Harden um he can score um he can defend a little bit um he's just he just has the knowledge that a lot of these other guys on this team they just that they can't count on and a lot of these other guys and so he's just earned that veteran presence and uh he works just so well with Harden he doesn't have to do a ton but he's happy to to have Harden find him out uh for an open three and he will shoot it every time. So, uh, man, it's tough to pay 4,800 after the price increase, but, uh, I think I can go right. I can go right back to him. Yeah. He's been playing some really good ball. He's one of those guys who can kind of switch on anybody, you know, two through five and, and play pretty good defense. They have a lot of versatile wings on that team. So sometimes it's kind of just who's hot. And I, I like the Rocco bounce back call. There's a guy who can go for 40 on any given night. And you're right. He's, he's been pretty brutal and uh, just not been shooting the ball well. Hasn't been shooting a lot. But he's a guy who a great GPP option there for Rocco. Um, 
you know, Chris Paul needs some help. SGA just needs to to step up and, and play some better basketball. Great game from Chris Paul. He's 8K on DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel CP3 is 8,200, and, and rightfully so. Uh, I In that game, I look at the pricing here. I, it seems like, you know, some teams attack the P.J. Tucker center thing differently, and uh, Steven Adams kind of quietly had his way, 5,600, and played 28 minutes, 17 and 12. Pretty good game. You know, so kind of almost seven times value at that price. So I like Steven Adams on the OKC side of the ball. Saw a big price increase in uh, Danilo Gallinari, you know, playoff gallows here. Another guy who, you know, veteran and the team has pretty much managed his minutes for quite some time. He played 33 minutes and he scrolled through his log. And out of the 16 or 17 games on his log, he's seen over 33 minutes only once. So you know, the guy took 17 shots. If SGA continues to struggle, he might see – uh, a ton of usage, uh, you know, not not a great price. I typically wouldn't uh, pay, you know, over 6500 for Danilo, but uh, if he's going to keep chucking and uh, get it done and, you know, Houston's defense is exploitable, I think he's a decent GPP option as well because I think many people might, might see that price tag and be like, ah, I don't know about that. Um, thoughts on OKC, Kirkwood? Yeah, we saw the – so I think Chris Paul, obviously – um, this is the guy who wants to bury the Rockets, right? And he, he was the only one that came up with any fire. Uh, 51 uh, DK points, 37 minutes, um, was doing everything he could out there. Like you said, Shea Gilgis-Alexander needs to step up his game. Uh, man, he does. He's been so brutal in this this bubble. Um, and uh, possible bounce-back candidate, you know? Um, so no one's going to play this guy. But uh, Danilo Gallinari is 6,600 now. And, yes, we saw more minutes out of him. Um, we saw his playoff minutes. So now we we know what we can expect. We know, you know, because it's a little iffy, you know, whether he was going to get 20, you know, they had been holding him around 20 minutes to 25 minutes uh, in the bubble. And then uh, all of a sudden we get the playoff minutes, which we all kind of thought, but we weren't sure for, for certain. But so at least we, that's nice to know. He does get the best matchup. Uh, the Rockets are dead last in DVP versus the power forward position. Always have been throughout the course of the season. Um, but man, I, as bad as Shea's been, I like, I just, I would rather pay 6,300 for Shea and hope that he, like he just channels some, steps up like he was doing in the beginning of the season and taking over this team because they need him so badly. And da- Gallo is not going to be able to do it um, himself. It's it's really on Shea's shoulders for them to be competitive in this series. So the way that – I mean, I, I like your Steven Adams call. I like that play a lot. Um, I do think that the way that they match up and without Russell Westbrook um, on the floor, that, you know, basically the Rockets were set up to run, right? with Russell Westbrook it was all predicated with Russell Westbrook. They got rid of uh, Clint Capella because they, uh, they got, they were going to run with Russell Westbrook and just run teams off the floor. Well, without Russell Westbrook, they're not quite as fast. And so Steven Adams can stay on the floor and uh, he can uh, exploit that rebounding advantage that he has and clean up the paint. And so he's, he's so he's priced so nicely at 5,600. You have to like that. But uh, Shea is like my wild card GPP bounce back. Um, Another guy, uh, last really super. So they need to make a change here. Um, you know, basically, um, Dort is out. Um, but like the the useless guys, like Diallo, just useless for them. Ferguson, useless. They need someone who can score. 
The only guy that you can kind of look at to be like that replacement, maybe Ab they make a, a switch and they play Abdel Nader in this game. Um, I've heard some other people talk about that too as well. I read something about that, maybe that they're going to go to him in this game. And uh, he, this is like total – you're probably going to lose with this play, <laughs> but you know, for the min price, like these are the kind of plays that like can make playoff slates um, on like a coach adjustment for a min player who all of a sudden gets a bunch of minutes and knocks down a bunch of open threes. Um, so that's, that's like my really out there play. No, it makes sense. SGA is the guy who at 6,300, you know, you go back pre COVID, you're like, yeah, I, I'm in, this is a high floor play with killer upside. And, He's just been brutal lately, so hopefully that 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 switch flips. And Schroeder was pretty brutal. You know, anytime he's in that 5K zone, I'm willing to roll the dice on Schroeder somewhere in a GPP because we know the guy can light it up. Both of them were so bad. Just you know, with the law principles, you would think neither of them can – like hopefully they're not both as bad as they were the other day. There's going to be a problem. And Chris Paul and Gallo can't carry the load just the way it is. But – couple bounce-back candidates in this game on the OKC side of the ball, and hopefully we see a competitive one Thursday at 3.30. Orlando-Milwaukee, Magic, we're the big underdogs, and, and here we are. What happened in that game? Did, did, did Milwaukee kind of overlook the Magic? or What, what did you see from that one, Kirkwood? I have no idea. <laughs> um, you and me both. This, this game was nuts. So Aaron Gordon's ruled out, right? So now you immediately think that it's going to be a blowout. Um, maybe they just didn't didn't take him seriously. But really what happened, the story of the game was that Vucevic uh, played so well. Brooke Lopez played terribly. All of the um, – Chris Middleton was horrendous. Um, so maybe these guys just weren't really taking it seriously enough and they just, you know, they got hit by a team that had nothing to lose and had everything to play for and uh, who were making shots. And uh, they weren't making any shots. I mean – Everybody was making shots. Um, and uh, that's – I mean, actually, not everybody. Evan Fournier was not making any shots until the very end. He was horrendous, but which just made it even more crazy. But, like, man, who would have thought, like, James Ennis, Gary Clark, Markel Fultz, and uh, and Vooch would end up beating this, uh, this Bucks squad that's just been – a darling of uh, efficiency statistics, just been number one in pretty much every category all year, the number one team, the team to beat, the favorite to win it all, and uh, they lost. So we'll see. Uh, I think we're going to see a, a much different Milwaukee team this time, but um, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think maybe they'll put the hammer down. It just seems like one of those situations, right? Okay, back to business, get punched in the face. You got arguably the best player in the league who, who had a brilliant game too. Uh, in terms of statistics, uh, but man, can full from a fantasy perspective, I'm just thinking out loud. You're looking at the Magic, Fultz and Augustine are kind of like the same price. Both played like I think Augustine had 23 and Fultz had 29. <sighs> can they coexist? Are, are you like you? You can't play them together nine out of ten times, in my opinion. And that was a day where you could you played them together and. There you go. I guess every blind squirrel well, finds you, you, you see, I disagree with that. Everyone says that and has these, these rules, but I totally disagree with that because you want to know what matters in DFS? It's pricing. Pricing matters. So these guys both graded out as, as strong value plays. 
The reason you can't couldn't play them together is probably because you thought this game was going to be a blowout. But these guys were priced so cheaply that if this game was competitive, they were both going to see big big minutes, um, and they could they could produce. Now I didn't play them both together, so I'm not going to say that I did it. But I don't I disagree with that concept of people you know saying oh you can't play these two together. You can if they're low priced and they can you can see a path to them both getting to value. And DJ Augustine was 3,500. And then the thing that put them over the top is they, they were actually playing a lineup with Fultz and DJ Augustine together in this game and doing well. But Augustine played awesome. I played some of them. Um, he, was, he was really good. And uh, he left a ton on the table. He should have he should have gone for like 45, 50 fans. But he missed so many open shots, so many layups, that it, it was maddening. Um, but, uh, and he did it in, in limited minutes. But you know, um, I don't know. Now it's getting to the point of like price where you, maybe you shouldn't be playing them together because now we've got a price hike on each of them, but right. That, that's 4, what I'm saying. And, yeah. It was 4,100 and 3,500, but no, I, but I heard a lot of people saying you can't play them together, uh, on that day. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, Hey, everybody has, this is what makes DFS and, and perspective so great, but you know, there, there is a path, but, but it's gotta be a competitive game for sure. So if you're in on that boat, if that's if that's where you, you're predicting, then yeah, I mean you could roll them out there because we that we saw that lineup of both of them on the court, um, and I was actually surprised. I know the Magic weren't playing great ball to wrap up the regular season, and Fultz looked pretty pretty damn good off the bench. You know, DJ Augustine, the veteran, the guy who's been here how many times? I I was a little surprised that they made the change, and I looked at a bunch of coaches quotes. He's like, this team ran the best when Fultz was controlling the ball, and I was a little surprised and, and pretty bold mood move and maybe it kind of kicked some guys in the ass there and got them going you know but yeah a big win for the magic and, and still a lot of cheap pieces there too you got augustine at 43 on dk bolts at 45 and terrence ross is under 5k still too so i guess what are your thoughts on this one here with, with the pricing here with these cheap uh, orlando pieces yeah so um i mean i look at it like i looked at it the other day i liked james ennis a lot um, he was cheaper though. He got a price high. He played very well. Um, but you know, you can just count on his minutes. Yeah. It's going to be low usage, but, um, he, he, how are they going to dare teams to beat them? Uh, the bucks that dare the magic to beat them. They were going to dare them with like James Ennis and, uh, Fultz to, to hit outside shots. And in order to usually play with the bucks, when they're actually operating at a, at a normal level, not like they played in this last game, you got to hit threes and they, they give you the, the three looks and they're, you know, dead last an opponent made threes per game. They don't defend it. It's part of their, you know, they really lock down that paint, but you also can, you can also hit mid range shots. So Fultz is a guy that can do well from the mid range um, and is starting to shoot more threes now um, and tr- getting a little bit more confidence. Um, but like Terrence Ross is certainly a guy who can light it up. James Ennis kind of like but I man when when you're getting to the same price of like really getting grouped together between Ross Ennis and Fournier I'll just go right right I think Fultz is a good play no matter what because I think he's going to play in garbage time um, because they're just going to keep trying to develop this kid no matter what Um, if this game isn't competitive this second one but the bounce back theme is in effect again. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's take Evan Fournier, Evan Fournier for a ride this time. Who was just so bad uh, in that last game, but then 
did come on strong in the in the second half at that well late in the fourth quarter actually. Yeah, the announcers were kind of even jabbing him throughout the game. You know, you're having a rough one when when the national TV announcers are jabbing at you throughout the game. But yeah, he he was just pretty brutal, uh, and I like that call especially for GPPs. And he's priced like you said, with good price on him. I guess some decent ownership because people are going to look at the, the game from two days ago and be like, yeah, I'm out. But we know what his upside is, you know, especially without Aaron Gordon. So uh, I like the call there. I'm um, just going up the list here. You know, Chris Middleton. 72. And Gordon might be back. Is, did it say, is it, did it, what does it say? What are you showing? Questionable. Now he, I, th- I expected him to play in the last game and he didn't play, but like everything, every report that I've been reading on him is like, he's like, he's saying that he's ready to go. So I think he'll be back, but maybe, maybe he won't be, but you know, he is currently questionable, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of read the same stuff you did. Um, if he's out, I like those guys more, obviously, as does probably everybody. Something to keep an eye on. Um, and then you got to see, you know, then you get to the, the nitty gritty and you try to read between the lines and will he be limited? Are you, you know, look at the reports. Is he limited? Is he, mo- is there as minutes to be monitored? You know, it's the playoffs, you know, so yeah, definitely keep an eye on Aaron Gordon news. Uh, and Voos under 9K, the guy uh, went off 35 and 14, took 24 shots against Brooke Lopez and the Bucks. Incredible game from our guy Voos under 9K here. What do you think, Kirkwood? I'm pretty confident that the Bucks are not going to allow that again in this game, <laughs> that it's going to have to come from someone else. So, um, yeah, I would definitely fade Vooch at that price after a big game. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. What an efficient game. Uh, and Giannis up at 11-3, obviously always in play uh, across all formats. Um, you know, 65 DKP pulled 17 boards last game. So it should be interesting to see the chess pieces here and what Mike Budenholzer is going to do as the Bucks are down. What oh to the hometown Orlando Magic. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else from this game, or should we get on to the Lakers and Blazers? Um, I think uh... – Dante DiVincenzo, um, he really struggled in this last game, but uh, they were playing Pat Connaughton a lot, and he should not be on the floor. It should be Dante DiVincenzo. Um, they just play better with this guy. So um, as a low-priced $3,700 GPP punt, um, he's someone I like. Brooke, Brooke Lopez bounce back. Chris Middleton bounce back. We're going to see bounce backs, right? So you want you want to be on some of these. Yep, yeah, good, call, good call, good um, call. Another real cheap guy if Gordon's out. You know, Gary Clark still at 3,300, and he plays some minutes. Doesn't do a lot. Actually, all of his shot attempts were threes, so there's exactly what you were hinting at. The Bucks are going to make, you know, make you beat him with the – going to make mediocre shooters beat you with the three ball, and uh, that's pretty much you're going to live and die by the three with Gary Clark uh, if you go down that route. But, hey, you know, he's, he's a GPP option uh, at 3,300. Um, Portland and L.A., here come the Blazers, you know, late, down go to Lakers. LeBron had a pretty sick stat line, uh, kind of flipped the switch. What is he called? Zero dark 30 million when he shuts his Twitter off. He didn't shut his Twitter off this year, though, I don't think. But different LeBron than, than we saw in the bubble games. You know, I was watching a couple Lakers games in the bubble. I was watching him play the Nuggets. He was, like, telling jokes with Michael Porter Jr. down the court, like, ha, ah, like, like, smiling and laughing. And he was very passive, but – here he is. LeBron showed up and uh, you know, had a crazy statistical game. You know, AD did his thing. But Blazers, man, game time. What, what do you think of that game? And just in general, were, were, you, were you surprised with 
the upset, or did you kind of think it might have been a coin flip going into it? Yeah, and I worried. I worried about it um, going into it because I thought the you know the Blazers have basically been playing playoff basketball, so they're in that playoff mode. Like every game has been must win for them, um, and the Lakers have just not looked good in the bubble. So I thought maybe they would be flat in this first game. I did expect them to win, but I wasn't. I wasn't you know totally confident in it. But um, I mean, what what really was evident? I mean, basically the Lakers were five for thirty-two from three. So they just got to hit shots is what the, what really stands out to me. And uh, I think they will, you know, certainly improve from that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was certainly something. I mean, LeBron and AD did everything, and that was it. That's all they had. So I think there's going to be some, some coaching um, changes, some things that they're going to change uh, as far as game plan. I think they should go smaller. You know, basically by going playing big with Javal McGee and Dwight uh, with D12 on the floor, um, you know, and with AD, basically it allowed Portland to play Nurk and Whiteside, who are just pretty good in the paint. You don't want both of those guys clogging up everything, right? Um, so, you know, Whiteside's going to block a bunch of shots. That's going to happen when he's on the floor. So, like, they need to go smaller, and they need to play AD their best lineup, which is AD at the five, and utilize with Kuzma um, together. So I think we're going to see more of that. At least I hope that we see more of that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they do actually do do that. But it's like a rough team. I mean, uh, basically, KCP was horrendous. Danny Green was awful. Um, it's Alex Caruso they need, but, like, he he's not the greatest NBA, you know, player, you know, maybe Rondo's coming back. He's questionable and he got an upgrade to questionable. So maybe he'll come back and uh, help the squad out a little bit. Um, I don't know, but uh, they need some, they need another one, somebody else besides LeBron and AD to step up because LeBron is point LeBron. He's the best play. He's an amazing play playoff LeBron point LeBron. Uh, you want this guy right now. Um, and they're going to come out on, uh, you know, really, uh, throwing everything against the wall in this one to try to uh, even up the series. Yeah. KCP with a stat line to print out, laminate, and hang on your wall. One point, one board, one assist, 0 for 9, 0 for 5 from 3 in 29 minutes. Oh, but he had three fouls and three steals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're looking at the three-point shooting. You know, AD 0 for 5, Danny Green 2 for 8, LeBron 1 for 5. Caldwell Pope 0 for 5. You know, the law of principle is like, okay, that was really bad. Right? Got to hopefully be a little bit more uh, regression here. And, yeah, Portland's in that mode, right? But, you know, you can score against Portland generally. Generally. Uh, Nurkic helps out a lot. But I love the call and moving AD to the 5. And they did a little bit of, the, a little bit of that here and there uh, pre-COVID. But I agree. Uh, that opens up a lot. And, uh, you, know, might, you know, that really affects the spacing. Uh, so I'm, I'm loving LeBron tomorrow. I know it's kind of an obvious guy to love, but, um, you know, I don't even mind playing him over Harden and some DK lines, if you, you know, if, if you were looking for a little uh, different build there. Um, but other side of the ball, uh, you know, Dame, 34, 5-5, five and five, efficient game. Another guy who was having crazy ceiling games and just was very efficient and, you know, Talk about a price hike the last three weeks. We saw his price go through the roof, right? So um, we're still getting it done, though, on the court, Dame Lillard. Uh, I like Mello on FanDuel. I saw he's a little cheaper on FanDuel. 
if I'm if I'm looking at anybody on this side, fifty five hundred decent price for Melo. Um, but yeah, I, I think LeBron is is arguably probably my favorite play overall tomorrow, and that might be you know beating a dead horse, an obvious call here, but. I like the bounce back. We talked about the bounce backs. I like the Lakers to kind of bounce back collectively here in this one. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who, uh, who's the guy that uh, steps up outside of them, the, the big two. Yeah. Should be fun, man. Should be fun. Hey, if y'all play best ball, check out Underdog Fantasy. It's the same great minds that made the draft app that everybody loved. It's in the App Store. Underdog Fantasy Best Ball Drafts. They have a, a pretty sick $25 tournament with huge GPP prizes. I think it's two hundred grand at first. So check out Underdog Fantasy. The season will be here before we know it. Oh, man, I can't wait for some football. Kirk, I know you're from Boston, so I'm assuming you're a Pats guy? Yep. Cool. Cool. What's, what's your outlook on the season, kind of in a nutshell here? Did you expect the Cam Newton signing, or were you, did you hear anything on that before it happened? Uh, no, I mean, it always interests me. I was hoping that would go for him, but uh, I didn't expect it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a rough season, and maybe they'll 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 uh, shock some people. I don't know. We'll see. Um, see how everything plays out. But obviously, I'm not happy with like everybody, you know, with with Brady gone and uh, Gronk gone. Over, you know, now we have to watch them play on Tampa. Uh, that doesn't feel feel very good, but uh, whatever. Um, we'll see how it shakes out. I'm not sure yet. I'm too busy with uh, NBA and uh, and uh, MLB at the moment. You do a weekly piece for Yahoo. So for any for any first time listeners, where where can they find that Yahoo DFS piece you do? Uh, we just stopped it actually for oh, man, uh, <laughs> for and NBA. No, no, it was fine. It was an NBA article we do every week, but we decided that uh, the playoffs that there was just less plays that it you know didn't make sense so uh gives me more time to be honest with you so i'm happy about that but uh um yeah anyway but uh that's it cool but yeah kirkwood is a big yahoo dfser don't overlook yahoo check it out where can the people find you on twitter kirk at kirk d's um and uh or at roto grinders i do grinders live shows throughout the week um yeah you can find me Got any hot takes for Thursday slate before we get out of here? Can you pick one? Man, I hate being put on this the spot with a hot take. Um, <laughs> let's – I don't know. Um, Whiteside played pretty well. I know Nurk is going crazy, but maybe uh, he earned himself some a few more minutes too in this game. And, you know, or maybe they're, we're going to see that Nurk foul trouble game and he's going to go off on one of these slates. So – uh, from a GPP play, uh, look at uh, look at Whiteside. But really, my my hot takes are just play all bounce, all the bounce back candidates: uh, Robert Covington, all the guys I mentioned throughout the show. Awesome man, love it, love it. Well, thanks for listening to the NBA Morning Grind for Chris Kirkwood. I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a great day and good luck. <laughs>